Welcome to the Reticle Up Podcast, where I, Three Gun Kenzie, will be interviewing competitive shooters, hunters, fishermen, archers, entrepreneurs, and outdoorsmen. Come learn with me as I interview people from all walks of life, in different disciplines, all across the world, from novices to professionals of all ages. No matter what, everyone has something they can teach you. So come join me on the journey. The Reticle Up podcast is produced in partnership with AmericanFirearms.org. American Firearms' mission is to recommend what works. We believe everyone deserves access to unbiased, helpful information about firearms. And our buying guides, product reviews, and learning resources are designed to help real people find the stuff that will work best for them. Check us out at www.americanfirearms.org. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Reticle Up podcast. I'm here with Brennan Brennick. We're actually going to talk a lot about Carry Optics Nationals coming out, what he does for a career, because I kind of know and don't know, um, and, and all of his training that he does online as well. So Brennan actually works at Vortex Edge as a full-time firearms instructor, which is kind of a dream job, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. <laughs> a little bit. So I kind of want to hear the background of just diving right into it. Like, how did you find yourself at Vortex Edge, get in that role? What's your background? Because I really don't know how you kind of came up into it. Yeah, so um, very uh, unorthodox pathway to, to teaching full-time, right? So people ask me, yeah, so what did you do before Vortex? And they usually assume law enforcement, military, um, or teaching somewhere else, right? <clears throat> and uh, I'm like, well, I was a locksmith, and then uh, I worked at a call center, um, and before that, I dropped out of college. So uh, it was, uh, you know, it's 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 definitely definitely not the path that most people, I think, in the in the teaching space have taken, um, and I'm thankful for that. But essentially, what happened was, so I turned 21. A couple of years later, maybe a year and a half later, or so I was like, you look, I really want to get into concealed carrying, um, and so. Uh, kind of typical story, right? Got my, went out, figured out how to get my CWP, um, started, uh, you know, purchased a handgun, started carrying it, started shooting with it a little bit and was like, oh my gosh, like I suck, right? Like shooting handguns is super hard. Um, I don't know how people do it, right? And watched a lot of YouTube, right? Watched, um, watched a lot of like connected with some, some local instructors uh, in my area that I was fortunate enough to I feel like jump into um, some really good classes, like right off the bat, that's probably saved me like five years, right, of just getting it wrong, right? But jumped into their classes, uh, people that we know, Billy Barton, Nick Young, guys like the, those those dudes, um, and uh, just started dry firing my butt off, uh, shooting as much as I could um, back when ammo was like 11 cents around. <clears throat> Man, that was those were good days. Good days, um, yeah. Yeah, and, and just started shooting as much as I could. Started making content on on Instagram, um, stuff I was learning, stuff I was working through, explaining stuff that was making sense to me. Um, and so I actually met uh, Billy Barton at a match, um, and I was shooting matches. Uh, and uh, he was like, "Hey, man, there might be a, an opening for you on our team at Spectrain, uh, teaching, you know, a couple times a month, right?" I was like, well, that'd be cool, right? Um, so long story short, he kind of got me in touch with uh, Chris Urudia, who was uh, one of the founding members of that company um, and ended up bringing me on. So I taught for about a year, uh, maybe a little bit more than a year part-time for Spectrain. Um, right after I got hired, my buddy Chris, um, now buddy uh, Chris, he got hired at Vortex Edge. And so he hired me. And then a month later, he was like, yeah, I'm out. Right. And I was like, oh, all right. I see. Uh, and I was like, well, that's kind of a bummer. He seemed like a pretty cool guy. And I was looking forward to working with him and teaching with him. Um, and then maybe six months after that, he was like, bro, like, we're going to be hiring more instructors at Vortex. This is a really cool place. You need to apply. And I was like, no way, dude. Like, I know what your resume is. I know what my resume looks like. And uh, like, I just started like, no way. And he was like, you need to apply. I'm sending you a link. And I was like, all right. So he sends me a link. I apply, go through the whole application process. They flew me up to interview uh, and miraculously got the job. So I was able to pretty much go from, this is like my, my all consuming uh, passion, but nothing full time. Yep. Uh, 
to literally jumping right into like one of the biggest optics companies uh, around and getting to do what I think is the coolest job at the company. And that's just teaching classes, open enrollment classes, um, getting to help with T&E, uh, doing content creation, like all the stuff that I just absolutely love and was hoping to do uh, kind of on my own. Yeah. So that's that's how I got to where I was. And all of that um, from start to finish, like I started shooting at the beginning of 2019. Um, so pretty, pretty, uh, pretty recently. Right. But I think it's I, there's there's a lot of people like me, though, who are shooting at a super high level uh, and, and, and teaching. Um, and they only started shooting, you know, pretty recently. Yeah. Um, so I think it's a it's a pretty cool, cool uh, time to live in. 100%. Uh, I want to point out a couple of things because I hear about I'm sure you do like in the industry, you're so lucky or like, oh, your life's, you know, magical and it's still really hard work. Right. But um, there's a level of dedication and hard work that you put in to even earn that spot. Right. So for for people listening, like it definitely takes connections in the industry. And that really is from getting out there, putting out content ahead of of like wanting the job or whatever, whatever you want to do. It's like you got to start now. Right. So start putting out the content. Um, start hosting classes, start just giving free education if you can help or put on CCW classes, um, even just showing up to shoot matches and like networking at events and, and whatnot. So there's so many things that if you want a place in the firearms industry, just I love your story, because if you want a place in the industry, it's there. But you do need to kind of do a little bit of legwork on your own in order to earn that position. But <laughs> that's what's frustrating to me is like people don't see the part time job work. People don't see the locksmith. People don't see the hardship in order to even make it there. Um, you know, and, and it does take connections as well. So. Absolutely. And and that's what I tell people, too. Like, I, I'm sure you get the, the same messages. Uh, probably everybody does. Right. Like, yeah. hey, I want to you know, I want to get into the the industry. Right. right? And I'm, first of all, I'm like, well, what do you do now? And they're like, oh, well, I, you know, I'm an engineer. Well, great. There's tons of engineering jobs. Oh, like, no, I didn't want to do an engineering job. Like I wanted to do like, you know, shooting. And I'm like, well, very few of those jobs. <laughs> right. Um and, uh, and they're all the taken like, by the AMU. Oh, What's that? They're all taken by the AMU. I'm joking. Oh, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, but I'll ask people like, well, what, what are you doing now to kind of to kind of get there? Right. And um, it's like, well, you know, I, I, you know, I just I just started. And uh, it's like, man, like you got to got to get involved, man. Like you need to go jump into the competition scene. You like you said, like you need to jump into the training scene. You need to like mark yourself as a standout individual as you're going to classes. Like, hey, that person's super talented. Like, that might be somebody that I want on my team. Right. You know? Um, yeah, there's so much stuff. Like, gosh, I mean, I would say for the first three years of uh, of shooting, I mean, anyone who shoots knows the sacrifice, right? Yeah. The the weekends that are gone, uh, the uh, the money we spend on ammo, and the hours we spend dry firing, and the you know, just the frustration and the days you just want to quit and just give up and the days that it's just the best day ever. And then, but all the time you're spending time, you're spending money. And, uh, man, I, I was a dry fire maniac, right? Like I had next to no money. Um, but I was still like dry fires free. Yep. And so I put in some investment into guns and ammo and some good gear and I upgraded as I went. And then it was just dry fire, dry fire, dry fire. Yep. And if you look back at like my old Instagram posts, you'll see like 99% of them are dry fire posts, right? It's all I had available to me, right? Um, but just there's a lot of a lot of hard work behind every successful Instagram page or YouTube page or or competitive shooter. There's just so many hours of hard work that uh yeah, you don't see. How right? often too have you heard the word no? A lot. Yep. 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 <laughs> yeah. And, and a lot of it is like, I feel like only, only very recently have I started even feeling like I can get to the point where I can even start a conversation or ask or ask questions, right? Like, you know, I would really like to work with this person and, you know, it's like, I need to start a conversation and you could start a conversation, but I think from the beginning, it was like, so out of reach Right. Um, or you'd been told no so many times or yep. whatever it is like, yeah, there's, there's, there's so much that you, that you have to work through and, and, uh, just keep doing the thing. 
Yeah. I think uh, you're a good example of this because I've seen a lot of your social media and been following you for a while of kind of like being humble in the regards of like how you're you sort of made it like you you I feel like you okay maybe I'm gonna speak for you but tell me if I'm wrong I feel like you remember your roots like you appreciate the work that you put in to get there right but you do know like what it took to get there but you don't forget like that newbie feeling does that resonate yeah I mean in many ways I I I still feel like a newbie right like I, I I remember my first class uh, I remember my first gun, like literally the gun that I carry is literally the first gun I ever bought. Oh. I still shoot it and carry it. Like it wasn't that long ago. Right. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, that's, that's, that's something that I try to convey in my classes as well. Like there, we get new, a lot of new shooters at edge and it's like, I was in your shoes yep. literally four years ago. Yep. Right. Um, so Which seems like a long time when you say four years, um, I'm like a 10 year overnight success, but it's really a really short time when you think about that work. Yeah. Ethic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and for people that don't know, I should have backed up on this, but what is Vortex Edge? Um, what are like okay. the abilities? What are the classes kind of break down like that experience? Cause that is open to people, you know, listening to this podcast too. Yes. Yes. So, uh, so Vortex Edge is, um, I think probably like a, uh, one of the most underrated uh, training experiences that's out there. And part of it is just because we're, we're really new. Um, and part of it is because we're in Wisconsin, right? And Wisconsin's in the middle of nowhere. Nobody knows where it is. Um, but uh, four so months we, out of the year, like when it's warm. Yeah. Oh, also so cold, so snowy, um, literally wearing a coat yesterday um, <laughs> because it was in the low fifties. Um, so yeah, any, anyways, very interesting weather we're having, but, um, okay. So Vortex Edge is, I, I describe it as the training division of Vortex Optics. So Vortex Optics, everybody knows Vortex, uh, make rifle scopes and binoculars and red dots and all that stuff. Um, so everybody who works for Vortex works in Barneveld, right? Barneveld, Wisconsin. Um, so a few years back, about five years ago, they built this incredible, uh, indoor range. Okay. So we're talking, uh, man, now somebody from vortex is going to watch this and they're going to see that I got my square footage wrong, but I want to say it's like 55 to 65,000 square feet. Like it's really big. So we have, we have a hundred yard indoor range. We have a 50 yard indoor range, 25 yard, a 15 yard test range and a shoot house all indoors. I remember seeing the so, videos. That was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of capability there. So number one, it's very convenient as an optics company to have a range that is on your campus, right? So uh, obviously like a lot of testing goes on there and, and, and a lot of departments use it. Where Vortex Edge really came into existence um, was, hey, we want to offer, we want to essentially open our doors to the public and offer a combination of a fantastic experience and top-notch uh, education, right? And so they started with a couple instructors that we've now expanded. We have six full-time instructors and I want to say four uh, support staff, uh, people who work down there solely at the range. Um, and so we we teach um, pistol, rifle, and long range rifle. Um, and it's all open enrollment. So uh, we're teaching classes, I would say class days, anywhere from uh, maybe two days a week on, on, a, on a real light week to maybe four days on a busy week, um, like Monday through Friday, right? Or Monday through Saturday in a lot of cases. Um, so yeah, anything from like, hey, I've never touched a gun before. I don't own a gun, uh, but I want to take a shooting class. Come on, right? We'll provide ammo, guns, all that stuff, uh, all the way up to some pretty advanced, um, pistol, uh, long range, that type of stuff, um, for people of, of, of most, um, skill levels. So we are super busy, like almost every day we're, we're doing classes. If we're not doing classes, we're doing content and, and pushing that out to social media, um, and YouTube and, uh, helping with, with T and E where we can, um, you know, running experiences. If there's, if there's guests of Vortex who are kind of come through, they want to shoot at the range, we'll, we'll help facilitate that. Um, but yeah, so essentially I'm on the range pretty much every single day. It's pretty rare for me to not shoot, you know, at least a little bit uh, on any given day. Um, but yeah, we're staying super busy. Um, so yeah, people are just signing up for classes and, and coming through and we're trying to 
trying to provide some value as best we Love can. It. That's where this master level class shooter comes into play here is all the rounds down range. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, that is definitely a uh, very big perk of the job. I, I want to dive into that, but I want to talk about uh, content. I, and I try to talk to this about like most shooters that are producing content. Um, but for anyone listening, maybe that is interested in viewing YouTube, maybe just doing Instagram. If you can give a quick overview of kind of like the camera, the gear, like what are like some of the essentials or what are the stuff that you use just to make the simple stuff that you do? Uh, so my iPhone, mm-hmm. um, that's it. No microphones, lighting. No mics, no lighting. Um, I borrow a tripod sometimes. Okay. Um, borrow a person sometimes to help me film. See, that's that's where um, I failed. I can't just borrow a person. <laughs> I have access to a private like piece of property and I go out there. So today even like I had a tripod and I hit a 75 yard shot three times in a row with a new Nighthawk. Bro, I didn't even have like half my body in the frame. You barely saw the gun. I was like, no, and I had to redo it. The struggle is so real. So everybody, <laughs> everybody with like an iPhone camera understands that the uh, like the front facing camera is way better than the rear facing sure. camera, like a selfie camera, right? Yep. And so I know that because I'm so smart. And I'll set up my camera and like I can't see the screen. So I can't like turn around from where I'm gonna shoot and like look and make yeah. sure I'm in the frame. Mm-hmm. So I hit the record, I run over to where I'm gonna shoot and I like make ready, and then I run back in and make sure that I'm in frame. And, you know, there's usually two or three of those videos on my phone before the actual video of whether or not I actually accomplished what I was setting out to do. Yep. Yeah. So but fun. I've done that so many times recently, but this time I was like, nah, surely I got it. All I did was take a few steps. In front of it. Like, listen, yeah. I'm a professional. Oh, <laughs> oh man. My editor showed up at the range and was like, where were you an hour ago? <laughs> uh, Yeah. Um, um, I did not repeat that three times in a row, by the way. So it's <clears throat> sad face. Yeah, that is. Um, yeah, that's sad. <laughs> uh, no. So for me, I'm I'm super I'm super amateur. Like I just I will do videos on my iPhone. I just use like CapCut to edit my videos. Like it's super amateur hour. Um, it's professional. I do um, a fair bit of content with my buddy Justin, though. Um, so we're we're kicking off a YouTube channel that will probably launch in either July or August this year. Um, it's going to be centered around performance shooting and trying to make performance shooting look cool um, for people. So fair amount of like gear stuff, fair amount of um, shooting stuff, but it'll be it'll be mostly around just performance. And so if it's something gear related, it's going to be. Um, you know, I like this because it pushes my performance this way and it's really going to be trying to get people into like defining what performance shooting is. So there'll be some high quality content coming. Uh, but for my Instagram, it's just, it's just down and dirty running gun iPhone stuff. I'm I'm jealous. I love it. I just need a person. That's all. I want to hire a person to just be there when I need them. Just stand there here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's all I need. Um, okay. So let's dive into uh, USPSA. Uh, I know we yeah. talked a little bit offline about this, but you are shooting Carry Optics Nationals like a couple weeks. Yes. Two Not weeks. Even. Not even. Yeah. <laughs> so by the time mm-hmm. this podcast will out, it'll still be a few days before that. So um, again, we talked offline. So this is going to be your first level three or above yeah so the only majors i've shot have been like section matches and like state championship matches or whatever they're called uh yeah what i've never talked to someone i don't think that's not been one so what are your expectations going in um and what do you actually like perceive nationals to like or what do you perceive to get out of nationals i guess yeah um so for one for for the for for one thing right like the reason I've not done the whole major match circuit is like, I'm just too poor. So uh, like traveling and uh, match fees and ammo and backup guns and all those things. Um, I'm in a little bit of a different position now. Uh, I'm still poor, but uh, I, I, I'm getting, getting to get to go to a few more matches this year. Um, I was supposed to shoot area five. Then I triple booked that weekend and canceled area five. Uh, but yeah, so I, I think, I think, Everybody knows, right? Carry Optics is just is just so hot right now. So much competition there. All the top dogs are shooting are shooting Carry Optics 
Christian Seiler is going to be there this year. Yeah. I think he, I think he shot last year as well, but he's like actually figuring out how to carry optics gun, which is crazy. Um, so yeah, I, I'm really excited about it. Number one, I think that there's just everybody that uh, is super serious about the sport is, is going to be there. Right. Uh, I've not shot a major match since I made M class. And so I'm kind of, I'm pretty curious how I'm going to stack up with, with those guys. Um, right now I am really trying to make a push to make that final jump from M to G. Um, and what I'm, what I'm discovering is the biggest, uh, biggest limiting factor for me is shooting consistently at a high level. Right. And that sounds so simple, but I do think that is what is separating most M's from GM's is that GM's will have consistently great shooting um, and M's will have like excellent and then good and then pretty good and then terrible and then awesome. And like, and it's just kind of all over the place. Right. Uh, so I've been trying to just really hone in on that and we could talk about maybe me, my match prep and stuff like that. But um, I think I'm just really curious to see how I'm going to be able to hang number one for three days uh, of shooting, right. Longest match I've ever done. Uh, and then, yeah, just where, I, where I'm kind of stacking up with M's, right. I would love to be near the top of the list of M's right. Uh, in, in, in the finishing. Have you looked uh, at how many are to in, get that in there? The bottom of the G's as well. What's that? <laughs> Have you looked at how many are in M class, like to set that goal, like registration wise? There's a lot. Okay. There's a lot of master class shooters. Yeah. I don't know the number on it, but just kind of scrolling through the the squads. Yeah. It's, it's very stacked. Yeah. So um, I'm also allowing myself some grace too. Like I, I can't expect to go to nationals for the first time and just like do awesome. Yeah. Um, I understand. Like I've, I've, I've tanked enough matches to know uh, that that's not a realistic expectation, but I'm also v getting more and more confident as we get up to, to that date of being able to arrive, shoot what I shoot, how I know how to shoot. I know that if I show up and, 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 and push in some spots and, and hold myself really accountable in other spots, like I can, I can be competitive. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm there to see. So it's going to be very, uh, it's going to be a learning experience, I think, uh, for sure. It's going to be really fun. I've got a, I've got a good squad, um, and uh, yeah, we're just going to see what we can do. It's, it. it's going to be a test, so I'm yeah. excited. So I've shot with Billy a lot over the years, yes. um, at different level matches too, and had a ton of fun. And I know his dedication to dry fire is huge. Um, yep. I know his dedication to live fire too, but. I'm curious, like how, or is there anything like for you that you do different than him as, in terms of dry fire training or leading up to CO nationals, or do you, I'm assuming you still like keep in touch with those guys oh, yeah. um, and kind of train together in some ways. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Billy and I definitely have different styles. Um, I've also learned a ton from that dude. Um, and, uh, you know, but we're, we're still super different. So he will. Um, he, I, I have actually taken a lot of notes, especially as I've tried to figure out, okay, like, how do I make this jump from, from M class to GM class? Right. Like, uh, what's, what's the difference? Because when we'll shoot together, you know, he's, you know, definitely better than me. Right. But there's, there are, there are times and there are days and there are exercises and stages where like I might beat him. Right. Not very often, but it might happen. Right. Um, or like super, super close on his, on his heels. And so I'm like, okay, so like, why can't I do that? This at like a match, because if I can keep up with you just about at a match, like my placement is probably going to be pretty good. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I've, I've been, I've been trying to, and, and he's talked to me quite a bit about, about live fire practice and how he's structuring that. Um, we actually got to go to an Eric Fell class this past, I remember uh, that. Degree. I think, um, down in Florida and yep. that changed a lot for me. And we, we, we bounce ideas back and forth a lot from that class that changed a lot of how I practice, um, just in general, right. Eric's a big fan of, of not shooting anything a bunch of times. Um, everybody in the class, I don't think anyone was lower than M class. Half the class was GMs and half the class was M class guys. And he was like, he was just like, no BS. Like, we're just cutting straight to it. You need to be performing at a high level all the time. And it was like, <laughs> oof, you know, because I've spent so much time in like skill development mode. 
that that's my go-to of like, man, I got to get faster. Like, no, probably not. Like I'm probably fast enough. Yeah. Right. Uh, like I just need to start like doing the thing, uh, over On and demand. over. And one yes. only. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's how I've been trying to structure my, my, my live fire practice. And I think I've, I've taken some good notes from Billy in that. I think we're probably pretty similar with what we're working on. Um, with dry fire, uh, <laughs> I'm super spoiled because I work at a range. Uh, if I dry fire, I dry fire at work, like in between. a few feet from my cubicle. Yeah. Uh, so, and it's also just about as easy to just hit the range. Yeah. So, um, especially leading up to Nats here, I've just been I've just been grabbing some ammo and and hitting the range and 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 trying to get into a rhythm. Um, lunch hours. I'm lazy about it now. I love that the lunch hours is probably like not eating. It's going to the range for the hour and then coming back to your desk. Like I should have eaten during my lunch. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Exactly. That's awesome. Uh, Or like at five, I'm on the range (laughs) and I'll, I'll be home in a few hours. Going to get some trigger time in. I bet your wife loves that. (laughs) Oh, just, it's the best for her. She just, it's, it's the greatest for her schedule. Cool. Um, okay, so I, I haven't asked this yet either. I obviously know, and you could talk about it, that you run a Vortex Red Dot for sure. But I want to know what gun you use, if you've made like any modifications kind of towards that. Uh, just kind of your gear setup for people looking to figure out carry optics, maybe. Yeah, so um, I'm so unprepared. I did not, I, I actually am going uh, somewhere tomorrow to shoot. So I packed everything up and left it at work. But um, I shoot an M&P uh, 2.0. Uh, the polymer version uh, is my favorite. It's been my go-to for a long time. Um, I'm running the Vortex uh, CCW Defender Red Dot, the, the newest one we dropped um, a few months ago uh, on that thing. It's actually on my carry gun as well. Um, so I can give people an, an idea, right? But um, this is like my carry gun, but I have it pretty much similarly set up for my competition gun it just doesn't have a light or a magwell so apex trigger in all of my smith and wesson guns um and then i've pretty much got this dot now on all of my guns as well nice. um obviously a comp it's, it's a carry gun carry and open right uh but uh carry optics gun super simple apex trigger red dot i will do a tungsten guide rod in most of them as well um from carver custom i run a 15 pound recoil spring just found it. It shoots a little bit softer. Um, and, uh, and yeah, that's it. Um, so my belt is the Safari land ELS belt, right? All the three gunners have that one. Um, I like that. I like the ELS, um, and holster mag pouches from hammer armament. So Brent's a, a sponsor of mine. Um, and, and, and he makes, he makes good stuff. I, I love his holsters. Yep. Um, yeah, that's awesome. it. Hunter's HD golds. Yep. Auto noise barriers. I love those. Um, that's it. I'm, I'm, pr- I'm pretty easy. That's awesome. Not very sexy. Hammer Armament. Um, I got Brian's van for anyone listening set up with their PCC mag pouches after I showed up to a match without my belt, without my pouches, <laughs> like just so tired and burnt out. Right. So I get there and Brian doesn't have anything for PCC. And I'm like, what is this? Like, So I reloaded out of a zip tied pouch thing that we put together it was fantastic but um anyway so hammer armament i ordered me some i loved them ran them myself and then ended up getting brian set up so like if anyone ever wants to demo those or try those he travels with them just they really are incredible kydex um good retention adjustable all that stuff so yeah really good stuff and his pistol pouches um are are dang near universal so um you if you shoot different platforms like it's no big deal you can throw different throw different mags in there no big deal so yeah uh, but yeah been super happy with my gear i um i try not to mess with my guns too much right like i think that's part of shooting carry optics too is like people are if you're not shooting a shadow then people are like oh don't mess with your guns shoot your carry guns um and it's super overused but i i do agree with that like it makes me feel good that the gun that i carry is actually easier to shoot than my carry optics gun like it's just it's just one of those things that i love the capability um and a lot of times i'll just carry my full five inch like co gun um, just exactly how it is i put a light on it that's it um but yeah huge smith and wesson fan um been shooting their stuff for years and uh was actually able to get them on board as a sponsor a few months ago so uh super excited about that and i love this i was gone while brendan was visiting me like 20 yes. minutes down the road because oh, i was so bad backyard. i'm so mad 
that's how it, that's how it goes though right like yeah. like it's those types of things will never line up no um yeah yeah so my buddy always... was at area five waved to yep. me in, in tennessee while i was in atlanta at blade show and then we crossed paths as he went home and then i went to eu of deck in michigan so it was like where we're like hi bye like what? <laughs> yeah coming and going from the same place uh but yeah no interaction love right? it yeah love it. knoxville is cool though yeah I, did you enjoy I thought, it I, I I did, and then I was in Nashville a couple of weeks ago, and Nashville's pretty cool too. So I'm I think I might have to come back to Tennessee and and spend some time there. It's uh, seems like a cool state. Plan it ahead of time where I am here. Yeah, I mean I'll like 20, 20, 25, okay. right? Yeah, you know, just we have to plan in advance. But honestly, yeah. that's probably like where my schedule opens up is twenty twenty. Yeah, I, I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. I. I can't come next month or anything like that. You're going to be gone. It's going to be a nightmare. Yeah. Um, okay. We didn't really talk about it. If you want to kind of dive more in depth with the preparation mentally, physically, and like just everything for carry optics nationals, if you did want to touch on that, because I know the other stuff that people don't think about is like nutrition, sleep, uh, hydration, all that stuff kind of leading up to a big, again, three day match for you. That's something new. Are you thinking about yeah. those things? Too? Yeah. So, so I'll start with, I'll start with a shooting part, right? Um, I think it's important and I don't know how everybody does it differently. Right. But the way I've kind of broken it down, I've, I've gotten some of these concepts from, from different instructors um, and, and, and different shooters. Right. But I think, I think there's different modes of training. I think it's important to know what mode you're in um, and, and what your goal is. Right. And so for, I, I think for anyone who's working up to like um, to like a class or M class or something like that, and your priority is just, hey, I really want to class up, right? I think there's a lot of skill development that needs to happen of, hey, my gun handling mechanics need to be better. I need to figure out how to just pull the trigger faster and then figure out how to make my eyes catch up, right? Um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, I think, dry fire involved in that, in those stages where we're just trying to just make it second nature, um, and then once you get to A or M class and you're trying to make M or G, right, it's, it's the, the training changes a little bit. And so there are absolutely times, uh, a lot of times where I am headed to the range and it's like, Hey, I've, I have, I've, um, you know, I've marked this deficiency in my shooting. I'm really bad at, um, entries, right. Position entries and having the gun up ready to go, ready to shoot. Right. And so I will go to the range and I will just work on that for 500 rounds, right. Of running into position and shooting an array, right. Or leaving position, entering a position, different lengths of, of movement, all this stuff. Right. And I will just, I will just hammer on that. And it's like, I'm going to figure out better ways to do it because I'm getting my butt beat at matches by people who are better than me at that. Right. And so there's, there's absolutely times when it's, when it's healthy and it's the good thing to do to isolate skills that you've got to just figure out. Right. It's and then there's the also times when you've got to put stuff together. And I think this is where it's been exciting for me recently. Um, like Steve Anderson calls it match mode, right? He calls it speed mode, match mode. And those terms resonated with me a long time ago. And so I was looking at, um, I was looking at speed mode as like, you know, everybody kind of knows what speed mode it's, it's doing er everything as fast as you can trying to make these huge gains. Um, and, uh, yeah, so every, a lot of people work on that. And then when it came to match mode, it was like, I had this idea that match mode had to just be like slow. Right. And anybody who knows me or has shot with me knows that like, I like to go fast. Right. And, and, uh, like hits be dang, like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to go fast. I'm going to pull the trigger. Um, I love doing that. Love splitting the gun fast, shooting build drills, all that stuff. Like that's just, that's just my thing. I love doing that. And then I'll get to a match and, and, and I will watch my match footage and I'll even talk to my friends and they're like, bro, you need to like speed it up. Right. And I, I, I will look at a match and go, OK, so at a match, I got to make sure I get all my hits. Right? right. And so I start over confirming every single target. And then when I start pulling the trigger slow, my uh, default is to start moving slower, which is so bad. Right. <laughs> um, so what I've been trying to do with with working on match mode is, is first of all, I've got to kind of redefine match mode for myself. So match mode can be anywhere from you know, just crawl your way through a stage, shoot all the points and don't hit no shoots. Right. Or it can be like, Hey, I am, I am pushing as hard as I can on everything that doesn't require pulling the trigger. 
And then I am trying and I'm I, I'm I'm only using the correct amount of confirmation for each target, right? And so if a if a target um calls for seeing my dot stopped and steady in this in the center of the target, then like that's what I'm gonna do. But if it calls for uh just seeing my dot somewhere in the center of the target, then if I'm seeing a stop dot in the center of the target, like I'm probably burning time. Right. Yep. And so when when you start breaking down, like what does each target need in terms of a sighting solution and then just start pushing everything that is not pulling a trigger as hard as you can and putting max effort there. Um, that's where I've started to find, OK, this is a really healthy balance. Right. Like I can there's nothing that says I can't run as hard as I can every time I'm moving between positions right. when I'm not shooting. Right. And I will tend to be like, oh, man, this is a really technical stage. And so I'll like trot over. And I'm like, bro, trot. what are you doing? Like, yeah, trot is exactly how I run. And it's like, no, like move, right? Like commit. Yep. Um, and so I've been I've been trying to redefine match mode a lot. And then once I've defined match mode and I've, I'm figuring out how to get a, a hit factor on like a course of fire that I've set up to where I, I know it it should be, then it's okay. Now I've got to force myself to compete at that level, which yeah. means my, my my vision has to be right on. My target connection has to be there, right? Like I can't be looking at the freaking dot. Um, I've got to actually be moving my feet, pushing hard, running hard, all of those types of things. And um, so that's what I've been doing for like the last month is just hit the range. Let's define match mode. Let's figure out what that feels like. And then just for the rest of the day, we're just we're just only shooting at that level. We're not going to allow ourselves to get any sloppier. We're not going to try to gain speed. It's just hammer out at that level, um, and it's been super good for me. Um, so it's something that I've that I've known that I needed to dial in, and I think Nats is just kind of forcing me to, to actually figure it out. Yeah. So now, uh, the mental or any of like that stuff. Are you trying like? I guess that's something that I don't do is I don't kind of go look at the list and don't look at who I'm shooting up against. Like I try not to put that in in my head. I don't know if you do that. Like, are you just kind of looking to see where you're at? Cause you, for me, like with PCC, at least, you know, last year or two years ago, I shot nationals. I saw my improvement on the same national champion this year. I want to do the same thing and just see that growth. So for me, it's like me against me. I don't know if that's kind of where you're at. Yeah. Um, so I'm so competitive as a person. <laughs> Me and, too. Uh, we wouldn't be doing this if we weren't. <laughs> but exactly, right? Uh, so like at a local match, it's it's never me against me. It's always me against everybody else. And like, it needs to be high overall, right? Which is so dumb. Like it, it doesn't have to be high overall, but like at a local, like it kind of does, you know? Sure. Um, so I think with, with Nats, I, I, at first I was super intimidated. Um, I'm still a little intimidated, but I would say that that I've, I've come to the realization that like, bro, like, like, just don't make a fool out of yourself. Right. Like just go, just like go shoot and, and shoot good. Right. And so I think, I think I'm really looking at it as like, just go do what you can do and measure it against yourself. Don't, you don't need to care what other people are doing. You don't have to change your stage plan because you saw a GM change his stage plan. Like just, no, just go do what you know how to do. And I'm, I want to get like a baseline, you know? Uh, for where I'm at. And then I think that was going to give me room to improve. And like, if next year I'm going back as like a GM, hopefully, right. Yep. Then I've got, I've gotten a measurable amount of progress that I've made. And then I can look for to actually test myself at nationals next year or whatever it is. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's, that's what I've done. I got the bench line, I've got the progress and now I just got to keep going up for sure. And each I year think, I've bumped. I think, yeah. 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 And I think the confidence, I think confidence is a big deal, right? Like you have to be confident in what you can do and not doubt yourself for what you can't do. Um, like, I mean, so I keep, I keep quoting Steve Anderson, right? I, 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 I took a class with him a while back and I don't agree with everything he teaches, but he's got a lot of good stuff on, on the mental game. Also really in-depth stuff that, that I don't really do. But one thing he said was like, so he's like, so you lack confidence in matches. I was like, yep. He was like, so what is confidence? And I was like, oh, and he was like, uh, so confidence is predicting future success based on past successes. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. Right. And I was like, well, I don't have very many, right? Like I've never won, any, won a major, like I was still a class at the time. I didn't feel like that was very successful. And, uh, and he was like, well, you've got to, you've got to, you've got to 
choose a bunch of wins, right? You've got to set smaller goals and win at that. And then you go into it knowing, Hey, like I can do this. Right. And that's been super helpful um, as well, because I know that when I shoot and when I practice that I can accomplish, you know, X, Y, and Z. And when I know that I can accomplish X, Y, and Z or shoot uh, in that way, then I know like going into it, like there's no reason at all that I shouldn't be able to do that. As long as I handle the match pressure well, right. Don't get freaked out. Just step up, do my thing, do my process. Like I know it will work. I'm confident of that. So going into this right now, like I'm, I'm pretty chill about it. I'm like, yeah, I'm ready to go. I know what I'm going to do. Know what needs to be done. And you know, everything else is just going to happen as it happens. I'm excited to hear your like after action report. I can't wait. It's going to be great. I'm going to learn a lot. I can't wait. I love learning. Me too. Me too. And like, uh, I think that's kind of my expect was my expectation for my very first nationals ever. I don't even remember which division it was. I think it might've been low cap, but it was just like, I just need to understand what nationals entails for three days. That was when it was in South Florida and it was hot. So you're kind of lucky that you're in Ohio, Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. Ohio. Yeah. It should be better. Hopefully. But anyways, yeah. Play your game, have fun. But I think, yeah, seeing where you stack up, I think it's going to be a good thing for you. Yeah. I agree. I'm very excited. Awesome. Uh, you keep mentioning it and I keep meaning to ask. So um, for people listening, like what all classes have you taken? You know, who have you learned from? And I know you already mentioned at the beginning of the podcast of like, it, it saves you time. Like honestly, time that you can't get back. Like for me, I take at least a class every year from a different instructor, even if they're saying the same things, like some resonate more in terms of concept or you understand them better or that you pick up a new way of trying something different. Anyways, it's just been a really fun journey. So I kind of want to hear from you, like some of those recommendations that you learned from. Yeah. So um, I've taken a lot of classes and a lot of them I would recommend to people and, you know, for different reasons. Right. I think pretty much all of the classes I've taken, I could recommend for, uh, you know, a, a shooter in in that situation. Right. Not everybody is is teaching, you know, high performance USPSA type stuff. Right. Like the classes that I took at the beginning were like, oh, yeah, like, how do you aim a gun? Um, so that's good. Trained with a lot of people. I, I would say the people who have been really influential on my shooting um, would be uh, Nick Young. Right. Velox training group. Uh, Mark Smith. JBS training group. Those two guys were local to me and they were some of the, I think they were actually the first class I went to um, was a class that they were both at and teaching and helping with. Um, Those dudes really taught me a lot. I've learned a lot of my shooting style from Nick. Like I essentially learned how to grip a handgun from him um, like correctly to where I wasn't, you know, turtling and all this stuff. Um, He's taught me a lot just listening to him, talking to him. Uh, Mark Smith, JBS Training Group, Billy Barton, right, from from, from Spec Train, uh, super badass GM, great shooter, great instructor. Um, I would say uh, some other ones. Um, I've taken some, like, more tactical, uh, like, force-on-force type classes and things like that. And so I've, I've trained with Brian Valise from Slide Deck Training. He does a super good low-light class. Uh, I've trained with Craig Douglas from uh, ShivWorks. Uh, took his ECQC. That was a very life-changing experience. And he's probably uh, probably the best instructor I've ever trained under. Um, obviously, that's something very different from my, my normal uh, USPSA focus. Um, but that was super good for me. Like, I got my ass kicked at that class, and it was great. Um, Craig Douglas, uh, then that Eric Rafael class that I went to was phenomenal. Um, learned so much from that guy, challenged my thinking in so many ways where there were a lot of things I was like, yeah, I'm super confident about this one thing. Like, it's pretty basic. Like, I'm pretty confident on this. And he would just be like, no, that is shit. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> and he's like, uh, you know, so he challenged my thinking on a lot of stuff. And and that was that was great. I was just soaking it in. He had some stuff on hit factor math that just blew my brain. And I've been like practicing so hard at like trying to calculate hit factor. And, Max and, Lee Grandis well, does that really well. And it's, oh. like, it hurts my head, but it's really impressive. And it's so nonchalant. We'll be at a dinner yeah. table and he'll be discussing blah, 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 blah. All you need is this, this, and then this doesn't matter. And this time, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, huh? <laughs> I'm like, can you start over? And like, I get out a calculator. <laughs> yeah, I need a, a whiteboard. How do you carry the want? No. <laughs> Exactly. Um, yeah, super. Yeah, if, it, if that definitely you, hurts my brain. The other stuff is like people 
I don't want to skip over that. Like people don't understand hit factor scoring or math or where the seconds matter. If you're making up a point for another point or what have you. Right. So like, that's something where I don't want to say you're not a good enough shooter, but like if you want to take shooting more seriously, I think that is something that you need to study, practice and understand. Yeah. And even if you're not like, maybe you don't want to do the major match circuit and maybe you don't want to like your dream is not to win nationals. Right. Um, But training with hit factor, I think is super beneficial um for self-defense or anything you've, you've got to measure your progress in terms of accuracy and speed right and i think hit factor does that the best sure. um time plus stores time plus scoring is also good uh, but it it's pretty heavily weighted towards accuracy um which is fine uh but time but hit factor is so cool because there's always this like there's this balance that you can chase and it grows with you mm-hmm. right like as you grow as a shooter you will uh be able to kind of see the scale of how you're doing um a little bit better so i encourage everybody to get into scoring that way and shooting that way or using some form of hit factor like even if you're shooting like b8 repair targets or b8 bullseyes right you can still score that with like a version of hit factor that's keeping you accountable for points and time you know Uh, so i encourage that to everybody and then yeah if you start i think if you're in shooting uspsa and you're wanting to take it to the next level and you're not starting to think about hit factor math and what you need to do on a stage and um, based on the hit factor, how you need to shoot it and how many Charlies can I allow here and how much time is a Charlie worth uh, and how much, how many points is, is a, uh, is a second worth or whatever, right? Like you've got to, when you start figuring that out, I think it helps you make um, some of those, it makes that risk management at each stage so much easier right? That was something I learned from Eric. He was like, okay, on this stage, if we can only allow two Charlies, he was like, look at all the targets. And I'm looking at him. He's like, so which targets do you want your Charlies on? I was like, oh crap. Right. Because like this one has a no shoot and like this much available target to me. And this one's an open. And I would usually just rip into that and be happy with an alpha Charlie. Right. But over here, like I'm going to be lucky to do two Charlies. Right. So it was like, and so these people, have to be alphas. Yeah. You those know? people aren't scoring on the far target. So you do need to capitalize on the close oh, up yeah. because most people are going to have that same mindset of blazing through it and then still drop points on the, the smaller partial. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And that changed my mind completely because I was always like, well, yeah, alpha Charlie, but I did it super fast. Like good for me. Right. <laughs> um, but no. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, yeah. <laughs> so um, I think I think getting into that at some level, yep. if you're, I would say maybe like past C class, right, is is good to just start thinking that way, right? Yep. Yep. Um, like get safe, like be safe, be able to finish matches, don't forget targets, right, and then like start thinking about hit factor and and how you can use it in your training. So <laughs> I have to giggle at this because little fun story is don't forget targets. Um, I'm not going to name names, but there are people that like to, I say, talk shit about that. They've never been to nationals, right? And they're like, okay, well, if I beat this person at this level two and I beat this person as level three, I probably, and they wrote this like in a group message before, like I would have placed blah, blah, blah in this class. And we're like, bro, GM oh. level shooters on my team and not me. And I'm only little A, but like GM level shooters forgot targets on like two different freaking stages at nationals like and they never forget targets guess what they're forgetting them i'm not still it counts so hardcore and it's nationals is a different level of game so it's like you don't even know and you just can't compare so some of that stuff like it really eats at you at the high level (laughs) yeah that's that's such a good point like it's not just yeah, you can't just base your performance and predict your performance accurately. I had somebody ask me the other day, he was like trying to challenge me and he was like, well, how do you think you're going to do at nationals? Where are you going to place? And I was like, I don't fucking know. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, and he was like, well, I'm going to place here. And I was like, okay, bro. Oh, okay. He was like, yeah, I'm, 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 I should, I should win M class. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, okay, cool. <laughs> See you there. You know? Yeah. And, yeah. uh, I don't know. It's just, there's, there's a lot of confidence. I think that, uh, that major matches kind of kick out of you. Humbles takes the ego out a little bit, stings a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Like, Oh, it was raining on your, on your schedule. Fun. You know, (laughs) (laughs) that is like the curse of the gods for the dots of the world. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. If you have an open emitter dot, you will shoot in the rain. It's just how it is. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, I, I feel envious sometimes of the people with the uh, occluded dot that shoot like full time like that, like Mason and Kaylee. And I'm like, I, I physically can't do that yet. <laughs> but I'm like, that's smart when rain comes around. Like, who cares? 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, and the other thing I was going to say about uh, targets. Hey, did you know one for one on steel is always better and faster? It's better. It's always faster. Dude, it's like always better. It's always faster. That was something I learned from Billy. He was like, even if you have a big ass piece of steel, he was like, you have to put your dot in the center of it and it can't be moving when you pull the trigger. Nope. I've and, seen uh, I'm like, but it's huge. And he's like, nope. Because <laughs> if you miss a steel, it's a mic. And if you miss an alpha, you still get three points. Exactly. It's like, mm hmm. Mm hmm. Okay. I've seen, I've seen Billy have arbitrations. I've seen Billy with a steel. <laughs> mm hmm. Yep. Yep. Oh, oh man. Well, I know we're towards the end of this, but I I wanted to cover this because you carry a gun that you practice with, you practice it at work. Um, you know how important is it for people that do carry gun every single day to maybe, maybe I know this is a huge concept. Dry fire with it, live fire with it, practice drawing from concealment. Oh my God, can you talk about that? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So I will preface this by saying. Like I got into shooting competition because I wanted to be better, uh, like with, you know, defensive shooting. Right. And now I look at shooting as all the same, right. Get the most number of points in the shortest amount of time possible, whether that's like on a bad guy or whether that's at a match on cardboard, right. Like it's all the same. Um, so yeah, so that was the reason I got into USPSA and then it was addicting and it's a sport and I love it. Right. Um, but I will say too, like, one of the reasons that I carry a full size gun with me is because it's the gun that I shoot and that I enjoy shooting at competitions and teach with. Um, and, and, and it's just my go-to thing on the range. Right. And so, um, like I'm lazy. Right. And so I don't like the idea of carrying a small gun and then having to put an extra work on a small gun to be good enough with it. Yeah. Right. And so I just carry the gun that I compete with, uh, generally, and that works out for me again, cause I'm just super lazy. Don't want to do that stuff. Uh, but like I started with just shooting the same gun in competition, like the exact same, like serialized gun in competition, carrying it every single day, like ruined all the bullets from like, uh, chambering and, and, and rechambering the same round, you know, uh, people who drive fire understand. Um, and yeah. And so like, I, I think, I think it's, it's imperative that if you're going to carry a gun, like you've got to know how to use it. You've got to be familiar with it when it comes out of the holster for the first time, when you actually need that thing, like it needs to come out of the holster fast. You need to not be thinking about any of the hard skills of shooting, right? You shouldn't be thinking about like, Oh my God, where's my dot. Right. You shouldn't be thinking of like, okay, now what kind of trigger press do I need? Like it should be, all of my attention is at the problem at hand and all those hard skills are just second nature at this point. Right. And I'm just processing information. And when it's shooting time, it's shooting time. And when it's not, it's not right. Um, and, uh, and like, I don't teach, I don't teach defensive style shooting. I don't teach tactics or anything like that, but I've been to enough of those classes yep. where like, I was so thankful that I had put in the time <clears throat> and the reps and the dry fire so that when the gun did come out, finally, it was the shooting part was, I don't even like really remember that part of it. It was all of the stuff leading up to it where I'm managing, uh, you know, all of these other kind of, you know, outcomes that could be, that could, that could happen. So it's, it's super imperative. And like, if you're going to like, I don't know, if you're going to shoot like an open gun in competition and you love doing that, right. But then you put in like a, a Smith and Wesson shield, uh, to carry around, like you've got to put in some time doing that because those two platforms couldn't be any more different, <laughs> right. In terms of like mechanics, yeah. right. The shooting skill is going to be there and it's going to benefit you for sure. Um, but yeah, you've got to put in time. You've got to know how it works. You've got to not be able to like drop a mag and reload a tiny gun if that's what you're carrying and, and stuff like that. So it's, I think that's, that's imperative. I, I think it's super cool that there's so many people who are passionate about defensive style shooting and conceal carry, uh, and like, like cops and LE or LE guys and, and, and mill guys who are getting into competition for, to get better at their job. Like I'm super passionate about those guys doing well. And if any of those guys ever hit me up for match advice or USPSA advice, like they're going to get uh, all of my attention. Right. Because I'm like, look, dude, like I admire what you're doing so much. Let me help you. Same thing with concealed carriers. Like, Hey, I concealed carry a gun just to protect myself and my family and the people that I love. And I want to get into matches because everybody who shoots matches beats me. Right. And it's like, Cool, man. Like, let me show, let me help you get started in that because that's just going to skyrocket your skills. 
and then you leave a match and put your concealed carry gun back on as you're as you're going home like the the confidence that you feel knowing that you can that you can shoot um man that's so important right and so uh yeah i can't stress that enough that's that's i think that's what it's all about honestly and i think that's part of being an american like other other countries have ipsic right um and they get to do that stuff they don't get the right to carry a gun and protect themselves and that's something that we have as americans and not something to be taken for granted and we have that right now and so let's let's use it let's exercise it and uh yeah be responsible you're beautiful well spoken on that whole subject um (laughs) i was gonna say the the level of like you and i like i teach basic basic stuff um but defensive stuff is an entire different world. So like when I went out to Gunsight Academy this year, <laughs> for me, I'm like, holy crap. So we're going to do inside the waistband. We're going to do kind of offset, open drawing. We're going to have the stressor of the drop turners. We're now going to be like situational awareness and assessing our situation that we're being given, right? Um, and a lot of that was like new. I mean, even shooting like from the stomach reserved or whatever. And I did that today. I practiced that today at the range again because just something I don't do a lot. Having that like muzzle blast right next to your stomach and like even the sound of it is totally different, you know, it is. And, and it's intimidating, but it's something where if you're not practicing it, you're not going to do it. You're not going to feel comfortable with it. You probably shouldn't do that in a real situation if you don't know how. Um, So all of those things I think are really important and they're passionate to me as well. So I, I get a lot of those people, I'm sure you do that have external thumb safeties that they safety themselves. They don't get a proper grip on the back strap safety. Yeah, they can't find their sight, whether it's iron sights, red dot. But at that point too, it's a point of aim, point of impact kind of situation as well. I know I'm rambling because I'm really excited about all of it, but no, it's sure you get all that as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. And and so what what I tell people, you know, if, if let's say let's say we have the the ideal new shooter candidate, right? So uh, they want to do all the things, right? They want to carry a gun. They want to have a gun for home defense. They're interested in shooting matches because that looks great, right? Um, but they're starting out. Like, what do you tell that person? So I tell them, like, like first, let's just learn how to shoot, right? Yeah. Let's learn how to make bullets go where they need to go and, like, exactly where you want them. <laughs> yeah. And then we're going to figure out how to do it way faster, right? And we're going to use more realistic size targets like USPSA targets or like bigger targets. Like we're not going to stay on bullseyes the whole time. Uh, We're going to graduate to shooting faster. We're going to figure out confirmation levels, how each target deserves its own uh, sighting solution, right? And once you start figuring that out, and then we're also having them dry fire uh, on the back end, right, to where the mechanics are great. We're not missing our our grip on the draw, right? That's still going to happen, right? Sure. Uh, but, like, for the most part, like, you're getting a great master grip. You're, you're figuring out how to build your support hand grip, um, all these things, right? As we work up to that, to where we're just – we're getting to the point where we're a well-rounded shooter, then it's like, okay, now it's time to – let's go take a – um let's go take a you know a competition specific class right let's let's figure out some of those skills let's try to hone in on that and uh kind of focus in on that niche and then let's go take um extreme close quarter combatives or concepts right from from craig douglas and that's all retention shooting um gunfights inside of five feet like okay that's totally different from shooting uspsa stages so let's go figure that out too let's go figure out how to grapple with handguns like how do you uh you know how do you keep your gun on you when someone's trying to take it away from you right um go do force on force there's way fewer of those classes um that are available come you know go take a class where somebody's got you know, shoot house and, and sim rounds or UTM rounds and like get shot at or have to actually shoot a real person with sim rounds. Right. It's super different. And, uh, like, that's what I tell people to do, like figure out the shooting because the shooting is going to be constant in all of those, right. You're still going to have to, you know, grip sights and trigger and all of that. Right. Um, but then, yeah, like figure out, some more specialized stuff on the defensive side, figure out some more specialized stuff on the competitive side. And just, it's up to you to then blend all of that knowledge and training that you've gotten together to fit you where you're at. Right. Um, Man, I think that's super valuable. And if people would take that path or take that approach, I think they would, um, Man, that, that that's the kind of person that you want walking around with a gun. That's yeah. the person kind of person you are probably going to get along great with at matches, right? And it's somebody who uh honestly probably cares about all the same types of things that you care about. Yeah. Um 
And I can't, I'm, I'm, I couldn't be more in favor of that. It's so mind boggling how people do carry a gun and have maybe shot like 10 rounds through it in a year and maybe ever. And like, that's the frustrating, you don't want to require that training. Right. But that is a huge and powerful tool. And it's just crazy to me that it's not, I don't think some of the people that show up to my classes have ever even dry fired out of a holster. Right. Or they're like, Oh, I carry in a purse. Like, okay, show me how you get that loaded gun out of your purse, clear of everything and shoot it and not have the purse fall off or finagle around. They're like, uh, what? Like you've never done that. You never thought about that. And, and that's not to put that on the spot, but it's like, that's a, I don't know. It, it's, it's an eye-opening experience as an instructor to go through that process with someone where they've never even thought about what they would do. Yeah. And it's, um, it's, yeah, I think that's the, that's a burden on instructors too, right? Like, um, like as an instructor, like you're responsible for helping people think about these things and it's not a, um, like a shaming thing. It should never, like, no one should ever come to a class and feel ashamed of their skill level or their experience level. Right. That's, that's, that's really basic. Yeah. Um, they need to leave feeling empowered, right. And feeling like they learned something or worst case scenario, I just have so much homework to do, right. Maybe they don't feel super confident at all, but they leave going, okay, I know how to get there. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and that's how I try to leave every class myself from, as a, from a student perspective yeah. is, I, I want to leave with homework. And if like, I don't leave with homework um, of, of something to try or practice, then um, like I probably did a bad job as a student picking stuff up. Right. 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 Yeah. Um, and so I think that's, that's the the thing for instructors too, is that there's so, if you're an instructor, there's so much responsibility on you to help sh- like show people the way and get them started. And it doesn't have to be your way. Yeah. Right. But it just has to be, get them on the right path. Right. Yep. Um make help make them better and, and give them ways to get better or, or pursue uh excellence as they leave right that's 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 huge love um it. yeah love it brennan that's been a really fun conversation we've covered a lot there's so many good things in this podcast for people to learn from tips that they can do at home is there anything else that you're passionate about that you haven't mentioned that we want to talk about before we leave um i would just say like don't don't uh, let me think how to phrase this. So if if you are if you are the best shooter that you know, then you need to uh, you need to change something, right? Because there's always another level. And um, again, like I for me, I'm always trying to balance def- defensive style shooting and like competitive style shooting. And again, I think at this point in my life, I've I've pretty much blended the two together. I, I view them as very very similar. And when I work on shooting, it's going to apply to both sides, right? Um, but if you, you know, if you feel passionate about being able to run your gun better, then, then you need to get into a match. Right. And if you're just shooting with like the homies at the range and just doing the same drills over and over scored drills, pass, fail, part-time drills, like go shoot a match and just see where you stack up. You get one shot at that. Um, cold start drills are super popular right or uh you know the oh this drill must be shot cold blah 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 i'm like go shoot a match so you've got to do the the drill you only get one chance at it and like the first stage of the day is like super super cold right like you probably haven't shot or touched your gun all day and then every single stage after that is a cold start drill essentially like you get one shot at it and you've got to put up or shut up essentially right and so if that's if that's you if you're just always the best shooter at the range with your homies like go shoot a match and drag everybody along with you and like go do it um because it's going to make you better and if you um if you feel super confident at uh at, at at local matches right like i can get into that mindset then like okay time to go sign up for a level three right time to go shoot against the champs and like see what i can do right and i'm going to learn a lot from them and man i'm going to leave i'm going to leave nationals with just so much homework uh like it's it's easily going to be probably 12 months of homework of just notes and takeaways and stuff that i know i can do i can do better so there's always a next level and there's always something else to pursue and and i and you've got to enjoy the journey as well right if if you just set a goal for yourself and then you reach that goal it's going to feel really deflating um because it's the the, it's never as good as you as you hoped it would be because there's always the next thing but if you're really in love with the journey or the process of getting better then you're gonna be in love with the whole time right (laughs) and Yep. Uh, yeah, that's what I've got. Yeah, 
No, I think that's great advice. I think the loving the process is the hardest challenge for me. Um, but I tell people that like, if you don't love it, then that's kind of game over in a way that, yeah, I don't know how to make that make sense, but that's a big piece of advice. It's a love hate relationship, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I hate <laughs> sucking, but I love getting better. Yes. Yes. <laughs> why I do PRS because I hate sucking at rifle and so much yes. through and it it hurts <laughs> I I'm gonna shoot my first PRS match this summer and uh yeah I'm ready to uh ready to eat some humble pie for sure <laughs> it's not fun let me know the first time you see your host stage <laughs> I will I will okay. text you please do Brandon thanks for coming on um yes. I have to leave this to two things What's your social media handles for people to follow? And then how would someone be able to sign up for a Vortex Edge class with you? Yeah, so uh, sign up for a class, uh, vortexoptics.com or vortexedge.com. Okay, if you go to Vortex Optics, it's under the training tab. If you go to Vortex Edge, it takes you right to that page. Um, Our classes, we keep them super small and we're super booked out just because we try to get as high of a uh, or as low of a student to instructor ratio as possible. And so you get tons of one-on-one time. Uh, I think it's worth it. Uh, so uh, get into a class. If you're super interested in any of the classes that we offer, have questions, DM me. Um, my Instagram is look underscore and underscore Asian, look in Asian. If you type that in, uh, it should come up. It should be me. Um, and uh, YouTube channel coming uh, later on, later on this year. So that's going to be really cool. I'm going to keep that under wraps for now, but I will announce that on uh, on Instagram for sure. But keep an eye out for that as well. That's going to be great. Awesome. Thanks again, listeners. Tune in next week for another all new episode of the Red Club podcast. We're over 100 episodes now. So be sure to like, subscribe, share all of this. Uh, and again, Brennan, thank you for coming on. Thanks for listening to the Red Club podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Follow along on social media at Redical Up or 3 Gun Kenzie.